almost almost shed a tear pre-show just then. Yeah, Joe is getting all emotional. What happened? Do you want to say it again? Episodes, man, not me. Huh? Do you, you want to say, say it why? again? Let everyone know what you said to us. Let's uh, let's 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 hit the intro first, then we'll then we'll get into it. I give no credit to this side ever. I give no respect to this side. Ever. John O'Brook, honorary blue brother, Will Hayes. Yeah, Mr. Paul Sebastiani. Welcome back to the show, mate. This one game is a builder of you know a year's worth of work. That's that's if you think performance. And I gave my opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion-based podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode one hundred. We made it. Episode 100 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, uh, brought to you by the Blue Abroad Podcast Network and YouTube channel, and proudly sponsored by now Vortep. We're all wearing it again because it's good shit. I've ordered more stuff. Just, you know. Hey, apparently a few of our listeners bought some gear last week, I heard. So it's good to see them getting on yeah, board. Pedro but said that. Yeah, we'll talk about Vortep in a minute. First and foremost, um, hundred episodes, boys, and I was saying pre-show this we shouldn't take this lightly because not many people get here, and uh, not many people do this for a hundred weeks. Uh, it's a it's a lot of work, and personally, first and foremost, I want to thank both of you, like from the bottom of my heart, for sticking with this for as long as you both have. Pleasure, Joe. Probably the nicest you've been to us ever. Hey, there's ever. no piss take here tonight. Twenty nine years of existence. <laughs> No, Thanks for I, I Go. Joe, Jules, we have a lot of fun doing this, don't we, boys? We have a lot of fun. It's I, been a ride. Today, I was thinking back to like our first few episodes where we'll huddled around the one mic at your place, Joe, and we're so inexperienced. How how crazy is it as to where we've come now compared to those when we'll you know we'll ta- we're doing takes on um on the the women's league. As well, we were. weren't we? That's, that's how we started. It was, and if you you can go you can go check out the early episodes on on the Blue Broad Spotify page, uh, actually. But um, yeah, it, obviously it's come a long way, and it's, you know we've got sponsors now. You know, there's there's a lot of people to thank as well along the way. Obviously, Terry first and foremost for for hosting us on the platform and giving us the space to do what we do. Um, first and foremost, massive thank you to him and the Blue Broad community. Um, you know, all the guests that we've had along the way, a few of them might join us tonight. I've, I've put the call out. We'll see if they see if they jump in the stream yard. Um, you know, Reese when he stepped in for Jules, got Matt Fashini that stepped in. Um, you know, Paul Sebastiani, John O'Brook, Paul Barbaza, like so many. There's just like so many, you know, Connor Rogers, Caden McDonald, Will Hayes, we've had on, Sil- Silvio Fashini. Like we've done, we've done a lot in 100 episodes and we're really just getting started which is which is how it feels just to you me, like anyway. reeling out the names it's like man just like reflecting back on it it's been um obviously a big change since the obviously when we actually started so um yeah hats off hats off to obviously the blue board uh community it's been um it's been a real pleasure joe yeah Jules, did you no did you think we we're gonna get here us three no no chance <laughs> I thought we were going to do it for one year, and that was it. Like, this is year three. You know what I mean? And then and hang them up. And it, it's just it's getting better each year, so it's and it's nice. Um, Willem Bo as well, who does the trailers for us, and a lot of uh, he's done a lot of stuff for us on Instagram. He's another one to thank. Um, I'm sure I've missed a couple. 
if I have, I apologize. But anyone that's helped along the way, anyone that's come on as a guest, thank you. That's all I want to say. And and we'll get to it later tonight. But to all the listeners that are still with us, whether you're new or returning tonight, thank you for uh, supporting us each week. It's it's nice. And I, I did want to take the first, you know, you can say it's self-indulgent, but you don't get to 100 episodes very often, if ever. So I um, did want to take this time to, to thank a few and thank the listeners in particular. But we'll, talk, we'll hopefully talk to you in person a little bit later in this episode in about 15, 20 minutes when we open up the StreamYard, boys. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking boys, forward I'm to it. Gonna... I know we're here like, to see some guests, obviously, you know, during the games and whatnot, even obviously um, out in public a little bit as well, which is good. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be good to get a little bit more, um, you know, close and personal with our listeners. I'm not going to lie, boys. I've got one eye on this St. Kilda North Melbourne game. I think everyone yeah, does. What's that now? I think everyone does. It's two points. It's two yeah. points. North Melbourne, three minutes to go, two points. This would be a massive result. Just while this is unfolding – I will speak a little bit about Vortep just quickly. Um, we introduced the brand last week. We're all wearing it again. I've bought some more gear. A few, few listeners have bought gear. If you haven't already, visit vortep.com.au to get your gear. You can enter Almost Blues Brothers at the checkout for 10% off. I think he's got an end of financial year, 25% off sales still no. going. So get your Vortep gear while that's going. And also, more importantly, there is a giveaway happening on Vortep's Instagram page. So if you haven't already, Go follow. First, what you need to do is follow vortep.official on Instagram. Like and share this post that you'll find in their profile. Tag as many friends as you possibly can. Um, every tag that you've got equals one entry into the $150 giveaway draw. Um, and that's it. It's as simple as that. So vortep.com.au. Make sure you get some gear if you haven't already. There you go. You need, to get, you need to get the shorts. That's my biggest recommendation. <laughs> These shorts, tech fleece shorts are the most comfortable things you'll wear. Honestly, get the shorts or the trackies. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. They make your That's pins it. look unbelievable. Even mine. That's saying something. And even Paisano. Actually, you know what? Paisano over here, he's, he used to be like a chicken. Chicken legs. <laughs> actually, he did. And then he was wearing those shorts. And for some reason, they just make his legs look like... A hundred times bigger. Yeah, because I got extra, yeah. extra small. <laughs> now, what we're going to do quickly, we're going to review this West Coast game very, very quickly because we've never missed a review. It's going to take us five minutes. We've got Livy that will probably summarize it better than anyone else can. We'll do our votes quickly. And then we're going to open up the StreamYard. I've just posted in the live chat the StreamYard link. It should be coming through now. And you'll find the StreamYard link in the YouTube description for the video for, for what you're watching right now. So it's also there as the uh, as it unfolds, uh, as the episode unfolds. So without, for the hundredth time, without any further ado, boys, let's get into it. Keeping a very, very close eye on this last two minutes, Saints North. I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, and Dan, <clears throat> someone asked me today, where's the banner? Thought you were going to make a banner for yourself to run through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on that, um, just keeping the, the expenses really low at the moment. Time got time away from you. Boys, and anyone in the chat, uh, as well as we go through this. I'm not even going to run through the match report because it's laughable to even 
to even read through what we did to West Coast. At halftime, we were 80 something points up, like just something stupid. Um, and we ended up winning by 70 in the end. So, in the chat, if you're watching live, just give me one word to describe that game. And Jules and Dan, we've got let's 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 take uh, let's take five minutes here to to review this one um, because obviously the more important one that we'll speak about with you guys as you come on through the stream out is Collingwood this week. But what do you think about the game, Charlie? Probably more importantly than anything. Oh, he's a good player, isn't he? <laughs> Lucky to have him, but. I don't know. I feel like as if we obviously the intent was obviously hot early in terms of our endeavor and our you know our drive to actually you know hit the contest hard and our pressure acts and 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 so on. And I feel like as if that sort of set the standard. Um, you know, they to be honest with you, they I don't know. I think they only got into their their forward fifty what five times or if that in the quarter. Um, they really struggled to move the ball because of our um, defensive ability, um, especially inside and outside the contest as well, and um, got the ball inside forward 50. And when you got Charlie there kicking four goals in the first quarter um, and Mott's and, you know, the small fleet that we did have, um, even JSOS kicked one, um, it sort of um, makes it a little easy, um, makes it look a little easy. Let's be honest, they were poor. Like that first quarter in particular by them was atrocious but can we all acknowledge the masterclass of sam walsh in that first quarter and a half he was it was i don't know i actually don't even know the right word to describe majestic is that the right word majestic what do you have like a hundred and something super coach points like in a quarter and a half yeah in a quarter and a half it's ridiculous honestly But what it was, was boys, for me, was that first quarter in particular, it was like what you mentioned, Jules, our pressure and our standards, I felt, were high. The way we're yeah. moving the footy, the way we're getting the ball inside 50, we're ruthless. We're ruthless yeah. again. Um, and that was obviously on the back of the good work by, by Walsh, as I mentioned. Um, like, again, uh, you know, where the game ended up going to in the second, you know, the second half, boys like – it ended up being, looking like a bit of a practice match, didn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it felt like. Anyway, I think it was more just the day was more set up to see how many Charlie was going to kick. <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, I was just... content. Yeah. I was content with the way we started, though. Knowing I mean. that, yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, it was a lesser like. They already knew that, um, especially with um, Barras going out as well. Um, it didn't help. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm just in terms of their mindset going into the game, I'm really, really happy with the way they sort of set themselves up. Uh, it sounds like North Melbourne just lost that one as well against the Saints. So we're out yeah, of the eight officially for this week, but that's all right. Hey, we soldier on. We soldier on. Um, yeah, I mean, the game was set up within the first quarter. We're 10 goals up quarter time. Never, ever losing that from there. And that's uh, – you can say, yeah, all right, it's West Coast. They, they would be horrible. Like, there's no other way to put it. They are just horrible at the moment. Um, but that's – a pattern that we've seen now for, for five weeks. We've set the game up very, very early on, whether it's in the first or second quarter, and we win it there, and 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 on we go with it, and we've done it again. Now, Charlie, first and foremost, was fucking unbelievable. Like, you can say what you want. He was playing on, he was playing on second stringers, but to kick 10, it's not easy to do in modern footy. It's just not, especially when he didn't have a decoy. In Harry Mackay, like he's had to do it all himself as a key forward and, and make sure he helps his smalls at the same time. He was just phenomenal. Some of the like the one-handed grab, the kick from sixty, like just 
ridiculous. This guy, this guy is is the, the the word generational gets thrown around too much. I think these days when it comes to footy players, oh, he's a generational talent. Harley Reach generational, Matt Rouse generational, generational this, Jack Lacocious, this and that. Charlie Kerno is genuinely, genuinely going to be someone that not only Carlton fans tell their kids about, but every footy fan tells their kids about. Yeah. Oh, well, without insane. a doubt. It's insane. Yeah. Like you go, <laughs> even Wayne Carey, what was it? Probably about three, oh, maybe about four years ago now, I reckon. He was saying within the next four or five years, he'd be the best player in the comp. Um, to be fair, he's probably not far from it with the yeah. way he's going at the moment. He's not yeah. far. That goal he kicked from like 55, 60 out on a wing on the wing was just unbelievable. That was monstrous. Boys? Yeah. No, well, this guy here, he, as well. Um, he can do it all. He can honestly do it all. Um, and it's a privilege to be able to watch him play. It's an honor to be able to see him now firing like he is for so long now. Um, and boys, we've got a lot more years to watch him just absolute tear up back lines, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's talk votes, and then we'll talk about some of the injuries as we get a few people watching live into the stream yard. It's in the uh, like I said, it's in the it's in the video description of the of the YouTube video stream that you're watching at the moment. We've already got Terry waiting there. I'll get him in in a minute. Uh, but if you are watching live, feel free to join. Um, and we'll we'll just keep the conversation rolling all night. Um, votes, boys. It was pretty similar. I might just kick this one off because we all obviously had Charlie for three, and we've we've just spoken about Charlie. Um, I had George Hewitt for two. I thought he was really good. Ten clearances filled in for that void that that Cripps probably left, um, especially early on. Did a lot of damage. I was tossing up between Doc and the bloke that I eventually landed on, and he spoke about Sam Walsh before. Was the fifth highest rated Carlton player on the ground in 43 minutes of footy. So for, for the whole game, it's it's ridiculous. So I, I had to get him in there for a vote. He he was part of that early onslaught. And if you're watching live, leave your three, two, ones. Um, but he was part of that early onslaught that we had uh, and that, that 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 basically set the game up for us. So I, it would have been remiss of me to not have Walsh in there for one. Um, I agree on Hewitt. Um, I think we I think it was good to see him moving and back to that that role and the way he was going about his footy early last year. Um, he dominated. But um, I went, listen, for me, Jules, I agree with you. I think the obvious choice there for my one was going to be Doc. But I just want to emphasize again Nick Newman. His goal, he obviously kicked the goal. It was a great goal. But this guy here, like we need to start appreciating. I know we do anyway. I think we all do now. But this guy flies under the radar and I had to give him a vote because he's just anything you ask of this guy and everything he does. I think he had nine, 10 score involvements. Like, yeah, just his positioning, one-on-one defending, his ball use. Again, I, we talk about him every week, but I just want to emphasize how good this guy is. Yeah. And he's a leader down there too. Big time. Yeah. In a big way. Um, my votes. Um Hewitt, obviously just with the one. Um, I think he's I think he's probably um last week he was he'd done a great job, but I think he's probably back to his best. I know it's only one game, but I think he was in and under, dished it out, um, you know, got his hand got his um hands dirty as well, which was good. And then obviously Doc with the two votes. I think he just set us up um physical physically, um, especially early on, um, with his tackling pressure and one percenters. Um, and obviously ball use, he sort of got a bit of got a bit of drive from it as well. And then Charlie with three votes, pretty easy there. 
And the votes leaderboard, Chera's still way out in front by 20 uh, ahead of Charlie, who caught up to him a little bit through that game on 33. Walsh on 27, Cripper 25, Harry hanging around on 16. Uh, that's the leaderboard. Now, we're going to get to Livy, and we're going to start getting some guests through. So let's uh, let's hit Livy's last word. Hey, everybody. It's Livy with Livy's last words, and this is what I've brought up the game. Well, we just smashed him. There was nothing wrong about the game. Pressure on point. Oh, my God. Tackling. We're just up there. But I must say, we did have a lot of injuries. So, Vani, Mott, Sam Walsh. I reckon we would have smashed them all if we had Sam Walsh. Like, we would have absolutely dominated them. Would have beaten them by 150 points. But, anyways... Charlie Kerner just amazes me. Ten goals. He wanted it. He wanted it. He wanted it. His record. When was the last time Colton did that? This is amazing. If we get in the finals this year, I had no hope that we're going to get in the finals. Those six games we lost in a row, I had no hope. But five games in a row wins. Top eight. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pumped we're going to get in the top eight. But we have hard games. But then we have GWS and Gold Coast. We should beat them. And I don't really think we're going to beat Collingwood. Honestly, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be packed. But it's just going to be hard. But anyways, our pressure was on point. Tackling. Mids played good. First quarter, we absolutely dominated them. And third fourth quarter we kicked 100 in the third quarter that is west coast is horrible i'm sorry i have to say west coast is horrible there's nothing more i can say about that but i must say what happened to um fisher he got injured but i completely forgot about it but anyways i'll be pumping for the next match collingwood versus colton that's going to be a hard one. But hopefully we can win it. Go the Blues! First guest. Here we go. Here he is. There's the man himself. What's going on? How are you? Still recovering. I carried on like a pork chop last night. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a pork chop. I was, uh, mate, gone. I was boogieing till the early hours of the morning. <laughs> Good man. We like to hear hey, that after a win, after a win like that, why not? We've got to celebrate. Absolutely, it's uh, so, it's good to have you, Tez. It's been a while since we had you on the show. No, it's a pleasure to be here, and I was listening early on, and just reminiscing on the first time we came into contact. Obviously, I was chatting to Joe firstly, and Joe started writing articles for the website, and I like, went through the the process. Um, and you touched on, did you think you would get here? And I was like. I knew for sure, like from my point of view, I think you guys have always had this authenticity and um, call it self-indulging or whatever, but you should, you should be very proud. And yeah, I think on behalf of everyone in the chat as well, I just want to say a massive congratulations. A hundred episodes is like serious. That's a serious effort, boys. And just to hear you talk about your memories of, you know, the start of the journey, I think that's the special part of it all. So um, congratulations. Thanks, Tez. We, do you want to know a stat? Yep. We it was actually only meant to be Joe and Jules. Really? Yeah, it was. This is a good Joe. story. 
Yeah. It was actually meant to be just Joe and Jules. And um, we're out for <laughs> we're out for dinner. Uh, where were we, boys? We're in North Great Northern. Great Northern. Great Northern. So we're out and Jules and Joe go, hey, Dan, guess what? Um, we're going to be like, we're thinking about starting a, or doing a podcast and talking about Carlton. I go, oh, yeah. How good? I'll do it. I'll do it as well. <laughs> Just put his hand up as he does. When, and um, yeah, here we are now. Right. <laughs> true, I can't imagine it without you, Dan. What's that? I know. That's the thing. That's yeah, the thing. It'd, the thing. It'd be very hard. It'd be very hard to imagine without him now, for sure. For sure. So I'm glad he actually spoke up. Uh, Tez, thoughts on, uh, don't worry about West Coast, because that, that's an easy one to review. But this week has become massive. And you are probably, outside of the older generation, you were the first one I'd come across that really had that hatred for Collingwood out, like prior to the last couple of years where it's sort of built back up and you've always had that instilled within you like quite deep. So mm -hmm. this is this week's big now all of a sudden. How are you feeling? I'm pumped. I realised also, you know, the last time we were at a win against Collingwood, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 2014? Obviously 2021 it was lockdown when we beat them. When's the last time we as fans were at Ooh. a game that we beat Collingwood and got to watch it? Remember, uh, Daisy, Daisy Thomas, he sold, sold candy and kicked a goal. What year was right. that? Was that 2014? Nah, we had no, Bolton. Was, Bolton was coach, surely, at Sorry, that point. Maybe 2015 or 16. Yeah, and it was, SP, you know, it was SPS's first year. So whenever that was. Yeah, correct. Yep. He played well that game, actually. 16. He played well for about the first three yeah. games. And then that was it. <laughs> Anyway, it's been too long. It's been way been too long. Time. Long time. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, mate, this is it. Like five weeks ago, we're talking about season's over. Now we're coming up against Collingwood on a Friday night. And it's just like anything can happen if we just bring our application and defensive effort. And if we hunt Collingwood and oh, can you imagine? It, it's the hope that kills you, but it's the hope that gets you there on Friday night. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it turns quickly, doesn't it? I mean, prior to prior to the West Coast game, like I, I was, I was genuinely very confident that we'd get this done because just with the wave of momentum and it, it, this is like that last mental barrier that I feel like we've got to get through as a, as a club. It's yeah. this is it. Like that's they're the mental hurdle that we've got to get past. But I don't know with these injuries. Depending on team selection, I'm now I'm getting a little bit nervous. I still think we're going to bring it for sure. We're going to bring it, but they are. They are something else at this point. And it's, I don't know, if if Port can't beat them at home in, in that sort of an environment, they are they are just going to be so hard to beat. So hard to beat. I, but but I feel like... We've got momentum. I do feel like, boys, that... And not not maybe that they didn't before, but I feel like the playing group will realise and know how big <laughs> this is, irrespective of form, ladder position. This is a rivalry. This is our biggest yeah. rival. And I feel like the players with this shift in mindset that we've seen in in five weeks, I feel like there's just going to be something like we're going to see a hungry Carlton. We're going to see, yeah. you know, yeah, I feel like in the past, the Pies, and, and you mentioned it before, Tez, they've always had something over us, haven't they, in a way? Yeah. But for sure. This is yeah. our time. I think in terms of pressure, we've shown up for five weeks. You know, like, so we've done it for, you know, a certain period of time now. It's just whether we can do it against the likes of Collingwood, which, you know, we'll see Friday night. I want to see a crunching tackle. 
just something big early. Boys? Yeah, who's the one to nail off? off? Just rip someone's head off. Who's the one to <laughs> nail it? Yeah, who do you reckon? I'd if love to see Crips flat, set the tone. I'd love to see Crips just set the tone at the first centre bounce and just hit someone. Like, fair. Fair hit. I'm not talking like kill the bloke, but fair hit and just set the tone for us for sure. I wouldn't mind seeing Weedering try it again on Dugowie, but this time not hurt his shoulder. True. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> um, Tez, we're going to let you go. We're going to get a few others coming through the stream, but no we worry. do appreciate you joining us. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully a big win on Friday and a big fan cams. Yeah, of course. And again, congratulations, boys. You're not only a, an asset to the Blue Abroad community, but you're an asset to the Carlton community as well. And thank you so much for everything you've done. And uh, enjoy the night. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks mate. Very much, yeah. mate. Thank you, Thanks. Go Blues. Well, I cut him off early there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Tez. Uh, Ur, with the $80 donation. Thank you very much, mate. Congrats on the 100th episode. We, we do appreciate it. You are an absolute star every week what a legend donating to this to this channel and to our podcast so we do appreciate it um we are going to get in we are going to get in uh let's go with okay let's go Jono. Jono, good to have you back mate hey Jono. it's been a while well hold on can we hear him i think you've muted yourself you gotta unmute yourself and we've got got brad waiting and yeah got brad waiting and we've got someone else waiting John, the, the unmuting technology part, we only took us 100 episodes, to, or me anyway, 100 episodes to finally get it right. So we forgive you. I, be, I believe that is only you, Dan, that had um, trouble <laughs> finding out where the mute button was. And then it was um, working out how to set up the microphone. And then Joe's internet decided to cock it. So there have been technological <laughs> struggles all the way throughout. Yeah. But it's great to be here, boys, and great to be here celebrating with you guys on your big night. Mate, it's been a while since we've had you on. You you have gone from strength to strength since then. Now at Fox Footy, writing for them, just doing doing everything, doing everything. What's uh What's the year been like for you? Yeah, it's been it's been a big year personally. Obviously, um, crossed over to um, Fox Sports and Fox Footy at the start of the year. Um, the first the first day was actually that round two win against Geelong, which was. Uh, beautiful day to start on and ever since then it's just been riding the roller coaster I guess with a bit more of an analytical lens but it's been great just being able to build out a little bit more of um, watching footy being able to pick some pick some guys brains who've obviously been there done that and doing a bit of cricket now as well with the ashes going on with the whole fox cricket thing as well with all that so it's been fun it's been a it's been a long year. It's been a busy year. It's felt like it's felt like it's absolutely flown by, but at the same time, it's also like it's been the grind of the footy season. And about you know, only a month ago, we were uh, Carlton was fifteenth or ladder, and like well, obviously just falling out of the eight just now because St Kilda got the job done. But now they're sitting just outside the eight with destiny right in their hands and can still a player with five weeks to go in the year. It's been. It's been a crazy year, so it's been it's been good fun. Blues wise, happy, happier. We've been we've been in in contact throughout the year, and there's been some highs and lows. I can tell you that for a fact in our uh, in our little 
in our little back and forth uh, on Instagram, but uh, happy now, surely. Yeah, happier. I think I think everyone's happier with the way that it's going. I, I think the I think the hands are moved slightly away from the nuke buttons and blow the join up buttons. I think everyone's a little bit settled now. I think results and wins change everything, but I think at the end of the day, as much as I just said destiny is in our own hands, a lot still has to go right for Carlton to ultimately improve on last season, which is make the finals. And coming into the game this week, you just spoke about the challenge against Collingwood and what's coming up after that. And everyone's crunching their ladder predictors and saying, oh, we should win that, we should win that. I think we've learned from last season that we've learned from last season that not, that you can't write anything home and nothing is a fait complete. And it's actually interesting. I was having this conversation with my brother today. We were talking about the Adelaide game last year and how the way that we're playing now is probably better than the way that Carlton were playing by the time they hit that Adelaide game last year. But my response to that was we haven't actually got into that scenario. I think that comes in a couple of weeks when we play St Kilda. I think that game's really going to be the test of it's a game that Carlton should be winning and it's one of those scenarios that you have because they have to you have to win three of your next five games to guarantee that you make it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, and sure. that's going to be one where it's a team that's around you fighting for one of those spots that you're fighting for. Well, it's that... where it's sorry, John. It's where the pressure is essentially on us, isn't it? And that's what we want to see. Hundred percent. And it's those games where you need to show that you need to beat the teams around you to have a shot at beating the teams ahead of you. We pro proved last week that they can knock off the teams out of them, like with Port Adelaide. And I know it was a different Geelong at the start of the year, but it's still a win against the reigning premiers. And push Melbourne as much as Carlton weren't playing really well during that that stretch, but Melbourne weren't that great either that night. So it mm. if they if they can get there, they might be able to do some damage. You never know come finals. But yeah. I still think it will take quite an effort for them to get there, but stranger things have happened. Yeah. Thinking um, along the lines of, in terms of we still need to get a lot of things right, obviously over the next five weeks, um, you know, we probably need to get a little bit right during the week as well in terms of our health. Um, any news there, knowing that you're in, obviously, you know, in the media and whatnot. So, yeah, any news there on the injury front? Um, I haven't heard anything. I can only go by... I can only go by little tidbits of what we've yeah. heard out and, out and about, but I think just you look at you look at the way that they've interacted and the way that they came off the ground. Like Silvani, I think will miss um, Motlop. I'm fairly sure will miss as well. Walsh is a hamstring. We don't know how bad that's going to be. And in terms of replacements, there's also getting a little bit thin because you think, well, Fisher's just come back from a hamstring injury, was meant to play VFL, but was rushed in to be an emergency for the AFL side. Durden got hurt in the VFL early in his return. And um, Jack Carroll only played, I think, a quarter and a half of the VFL. I'm not, I'm just trying to chase up whether or not that was managed till they pulled him out of a game or he got hurt. So I'm really not too sure. But I think the coach was quite confident that 
the the three big ones that missed last week in um Chera, Cripps and Jack Martin will all be available. So I think they'll come in and then it's just a matter of working out the other positions that need filling, whether or not you go the extra tour, which I think you will need against Collingwood. I'm not sure if you've previewed the game yet, but I think you will need the extra tour regardless. So whether yeah. that means the young comes into the starting eleven or you throw a Kemp forward or you bring in March Bank in in the defense. It's gonna be an interesting juggle to see how they do it. Yep. No, it will be. And it's it's gonna be packed out on Friday night. I'm I am so keen for Friday. This is gonna be the slowest work week ever, I, I think, in the lead up to Friday now, because mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been this big a game and now all of a sudden this this could Reese, who we're gonna get on soon, uh, said today it's not a game that will uh break our season if we lose it, but it could genuinely be a game that makes our season for sure. For sure. A hundred percent. You look at it now. You look at it like we've got we've got a few injuries. Like this, these are one of the games where you probably look at it about two weeks ago, and it's just like, okay, they're probably going to lose two games. They're probably going to lose two games against Collingwood and Melbourne. So you look at it, a bit banged up, free swing. If you play the way that you played the last few weeks, and obviously, if we learnt one thing out of the West Coast game, it's that our system can stand up and amidst all the adversity and the personnel. So. You bring in sure. the likes of everyone and they've absolutely changed the way that they're playing from the start of the year, which was absolutely personnel, stars, moments-based, whereas now it's looking a bit more like a cohesive team structure system that can actually be sustainable. So you plug and play, you get your stars in, you get your better players in who will give you that extra 15 20 30% lift. And if you're able to execute your system like that, you should be away. So if you just keep going, but like you said, with Collingwood, they're on a they're on a different level to everyone else at the moment. You oh, just wow. got to go with them for 120 minutes, and I I don't know if we can, but I'm excited to excited to see what we can. Jono, predictions, predictions. Yeah, go. Just a margin. Just give us a margin. Just a margin. Give us something. Yeah, son. Uh, it'll it'll be a close one. I I don't I don't know what side it will be. I don't know if we'll be on the right side, but I think it'll be a close one, and it'll be good. It'll be it'll be entertaining. It's actually a fair question for everyone. <laughs> that's our, like, that's not... our, that's where we're all at mentally. What what you're He's seeing from Jono is where all of us are at mentally. We can't even we don't even want to give a prediction. Uh, no, I just don't, I just don't know. Like it's crazy thinking back to a month ago that this game would be anything other than a bloodbath and now it's just going to be, well, the Blues are up and about. They're going to get some players back. Collingwood are flying, having just played the game of the year and if they win this game, they can secure the minor premiership. Um, exactly it's, right. It's been crazy. So it's going to come. I, th- I think we can all see it coming down to the last day of the season, right? Well, we have to beat, J- we're cold enough to- us to beat GWS to get in. But yep. I think it's just going to be one of those bumps in those journeys. And if you can turn up against your biggest rival, packed out crowd, um, very interesting options for the people going to be watching at home. Will you be watching the Carlton Collingwood game or the deciding Ashes test? Uh, yes. Maybe. Well, that, that is true. That is true. And if you're not watching Carlton Collingwood, don't ever tune into the stream ever again. Jono, uh, it was a pleasure having you on, mate. It's a pleasure speaking to you again. We will have you on the show very, very soon. For some more news updates as well, we do like that we've uh, that we've got someone on the inside, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get you back soon, mate. It's a it's a pleasure having you.
No worries, boys. And again, um, congratulations on bringing up the time. It's an insane effort. Um, great longevity. Um, Jules, Dan, I don't know how you've um, survived 100 episodes of Joe. And on, on this, in the same breath, um, Joe, I don't know how you've survived and getting 100 episodes together with these two Looney Tunes. So um, <laughs> terrific work from the three of you. You should be very proud. And onwards and upwards to the next 100, guys. Um, congratulations and keep up the great work. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Appreciate mate. it. Talk to you soon. Cheers, mate. Good luck, boys. Uh, we've got a, another another donation here, which is fantastic, from Sandy Falcone with uh, the 31. So really appreciate that, Sandy, a, a, a regular viewer and listener. And if you are watching uh, live, the pin for the, the stream yard has been pinned to the YouTube channel. So click on the link. Come join us. Come have a chat. You can join on your phone. You can join on your computer. Join wherever you want. We've got three more lined up here, but I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see a few more before we finish up. Uh, so hit that link before uh, the end of the night. Now, we want to talk about someone that we haven't had on the pod for a while. Great. Here he is. We start, oh, yeah, we, start, we start winning and all of a sudden he wants to come back. Is that what it is? No, that's rubbish. I was sick of listening to you guys at the game and then having to listen to the same dribble again on a Sunday night, to be honest. So <laughs> I, I haven't done this in a while if you haven't lost it. Now, for anyone, for anyone that... For anyone that was with us uh, from basically halfway through season one through to halfway through season two, Reese was Reese was a, a weekly regular that stood in for Jules when Jules was on his uh, Spanish escapades, if you want to call it, call it that. Uh, Reese is obviously uh, a, a very good friend of ours and uh, Jules's future brother-in-law. So uh, that's that's the background on Reese for anyone that doesn't know him, but. We've been told many times, both Dan, myself, and Jules, that Reese was the greatest addition to this podcast that ever left. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Joe, because obviously, congratulations on 100 episodes. But we all know you probably couldn't have got here without me holding things down while Jules was overseas. So, thank you and thank you to the listeners for the support. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. a huge yeah. effort getting to 100. It's, um, I'll back up what Jono said: the three of you being able to. to front up after some of the, the patches of footy that we've had to endure over the last few seasons has been pretty commendable. So glad I could be a part of it and glad to be back on tonight. Reese, do you oh, think you uh, could have kept going with that with that patch that we were in? Do you think you could have kept going and, and talking about our boys? I don't know. Touch and go, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of annoyed that we've come back into form because I'm heading overseas soon and I don't really want to be setting yeah. up to watch to watch us lose or win against Gold Coast and decide a finals berth. So, no, it was tough. It was tough going. And the fact that you guys rocked up, I think, is, is pretty, if pretty we go, good. If we go deep, could you make a, a swift return? So, I'll be back for prelim weekend, I think. So, Ooh. I don't – yeah, I don't think I'm coming back for a qualifying final. But if, if, I, if the trip was going into December and we were going deep, I think I would be coming back early. Reese, Reese, yeah, is the lid off for you? Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> like, I literally shaved my head like a week ago, so in more ways than one, the lid's off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it is. I reckon the, the most the most promising thing for me is seeing a team turn something around like that mid season, and not not losing sight of the fact that a lot of the pieces have always been in place. Like defensively, we've been probably one of the best teams all year. That has never wavered. 
had some issues scoring, had some issues with the way we were playing, and to be able to rectify that, rectify that over the course of six or seven weeks, I think shows a lot of maturity about the group. And it's been said a few times that um, finals is the goal and it's a must, but it's also been said that you know whether you finish eight or seven and get to play one final and miss isn't make or break in the long run. So to me, I've seen enough to, to, to have a lot of optimism about what's going to come in the next two or three years if we can keep up this level of maturity and this level of focus. Yeah, for sure. For what sure. do you what do you think was the catalyst for change, Reese? I'm going to ask you some some more pointed questions because you're the one that can actually articulate a lot better than the three of us. So this is this is nice. <laughs> uh, thank you to start. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree, but I'll take that compliment. Um, <laughs> I reckon the, the catalyst is stability for me, and I think what the what I've seen this year and what we were sort of faced with as a footy club throughout that six week stretch was a lot of external noise and a lot of pressures coming from outside of the football club. And I think in seasons gone by, we've been um, too quick to wilt under that pressure. And what we sort of saw this year, that barring one sort of um, issue with the board where I think we all know who had to depart and not necessarily a bad or a good thing, I'm saying, but, you know, there was one departure on the board. But beyond that, it was a pretty stable environment from what we can tell from the outside looking in. And I think that's a catalyst for, for being able to correct things in season. If, if you're making changes um, with a knee-jerk sort of reaction, then it's, it's hard to kind of right the ship when things go wrong. But if you're able to say, look, we've got the people in and getting rid of them right now is not going to make any difference. It's only going to, only going to make the challenges sort of harder for us. Um, I think that can go a long way. I think that's what's helped us is this ability. Yeah, for sure. Friday night, race. Yeah. What needs to go right and how do you see it unfolding? I think that's but, a big question. But, but also, how many beers are we going to have in the MCC together throughout the game, <laughs> win, lose, or draw? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, I, listening to what Jono just said about the cricket, the last game I had at the G at the MCC was when I think it was the last session where the Aussies took about five or six wickets in 30 minutes. And we were playing Essendon, so there wasn't much to be seen on the ground. So I actually found myself in the ball ring, going mental with a few a few cricket fans watching Nathan Lyon spin a few overs. So hopefully that's not what's going to happen on Friday. Um, I think a lot of things a lot of things have to go right for us to to get to get the W. Um, but again, regardless of all that, you sort of touched on it, Joe. I don't think it's the sort of game that's going to break our season. But if we bring the pressure. And if we play the style of footy that we've been playing, particularly against Port Adelaide and a couple of the stronger teams that we've been able to beat, I think if we can do that, give ourselves a good chance to to make the season. But again, For sure. I think it's, it's important to keep the perspective that if things don't go our way on Friday night, there's still five or six games that, that give us the opportunity to make finals. And with the way that some of the results have gone, the North Melbourne result would have been nice. But, you know, the Adelaide result today, like... You know, it's looking more and more likely that 12 and a half wins probably gets us there. So it's uh, it's definitely started to swing more so in our favour at this point too. Reese, yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Having you back. Thanks, Reese. You, you know, any time, any time you oh, want to come on, you, you've got to come on. Whenever we do a finals review, I'm here for a full episode. Done. Done. Yeah, we'll hold you to that, Reese. If even, we if, if, even, if, even if I'm in Europe this year... If we're playing a finals game, get me on for the review episode. Done. If we beat Collingwood, would you, will you be on? Huh? If we beat Collingwood yeah, Friday night, yeah, right, will yeah, you right. be on? Yeah, if we beat Collingwood Friday night, I'm on. Yeah, done. Done. 
bet. We'll Done. see on Friday, Reese. We'll see on Friday. Yeah. We'll see yeah, you yeah, on Friday. That's good. Sounds Thanks good for joining us, mate. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, no worries. Reece. Thank you. Congrats again. Thanks, mate. Thank you. All right. Legend. Uh, like I said, the stream yard, the stream yard is pinned to the live chat for anyone watching live that wants to jump in. We've got a couple more coming up. Jules, what are you about to say? I just said legend. Reese is a legend. He's, he's just a he's, he's just a measured human. That's why very I'm, calculated. Yeah, just just really, really measured. Yeah. His head which sits is on right. That, which is everything that we're not. So <laughs> it would be good to have yeah. someone that is. <laughs> Gavin Gavin Whelan. Gavin Whelan. See you next week, Reese. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hey, right. listen, at the end of the day, if we can't go, go in with go. optimism, if we can't go in with optimism for the next for Friday, then you know what I mean? If we're not all G'd and up and about that we can win, then what are we going there for? True boys? For sure. 100%. For sure. We've got Brad joining us. Brad, love to meet you, mate. Hey boys, how are we? Good, mate. We're good. How are you? Um uh, start off with saying congrats on the hundred. Um, a lot of podcasts don't make it to a hundred, so um, first thing. And I like to say, like Joe's comments, like are the reason why I'm still listening to the podcast because, like, out of all the Carlton fans, like that I listen to during the week between the games, like he t- talks like just realistically, like he doesn't like doesn't spit shit, like it's he doesn't go too too much. He doesn't do too much. He doesn't say too much, but he doesn't say too little either. So, um, yeah, but I've been listening from the start, and it's the only podcast I listen to, and it's the first oh, ever yeah. podcast I listen to. So you've listened. Oh, yeah, you've you listened. I, I haven't paid Brad, by the way. That is all genuine. So I'm, I've wrapped. <laughs> this is really up. good. No, 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 no. That, that, that's too genuine. Every time I listen to it, I, I keep, I keep, I agree to, I talk to myself, and I say, yep, that's. Facts. That's true. He's he's not lying. Good Brad, man, Brad. I've, I've been Brad. I've been trying to tell these two for three years that I'm the reason that this podcast is still going, and you've just validated everything within thirty seconds. So I appreciate Brad, it. It's good. Brad, it's hard, mate. It's hard, mate, to to obviously then be able to talk if Joe takes up ninety percent of the podcast. Yeah. yeah oh, I mean, true. like, uh, I mean, he he comes in at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is fantastic. This is sensational. Right, so Brad, you've right been time just, time. yeah, it is. Brad, you've been uh, you've been listening from day one. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, oh, and it's the only podcast. Uh, that's like the first podcast I ever listened to. Man, so, that's unreal. That actually means a lot. That means heaps. It does. Uh, it really where's does. your headspace at, Brad? With the boys? Um, I'm pretty. I don't know. Like pretty shocked by like how we've turned the season around like so quickly, but I'm not surprised because I feel like we were building to this at some point because of all the layers we were adding to our game. Um, it was just kind of just kind of finding that balance between the um, like defensive and offensive and how like, but I want to ask you boys, because I, I put it in the um, uh, blues queues a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't, you didn't, I didn't get to it. Do you think we found that balance between defensive and offensive now? Yeah, I think we actually have. I think we actually have. I think you see, um, I think Joe, you were speaking about it. Um, I think it was last week. I just think defensively, I think we've always been pretty sound, to be honest with you. I think we've just found different ways and 
different, yeah, I think different mechanisms to obviously move the ball and different, um, you know, if you break the field up into three, into three thirds, um, you know, various ways how we move the ball, where we want to go quick and or slow, depending on where we are on the ground. Um, and I think we've worked on it really well, but I think it really helps. And you were speaking about layers. Um, I think it helps when you've got the likes of Sincotta, Boyd, um, Kemp in the team, because they can bring that dare and dash out of the back half. And I think that's really helped um, as well. Yeah, I second I second Jules on that last point, Brad. I personally, mate, I think we've got players in um, and put certain players out to be able to that execute our system and our game plan. Personally, mm-hmm. um, that's that's what I think now. You and what you're seeing that product. It's funny because uh, all three of us were talking about this on the weekend. So, <clears throat> um. Firstly, I think last week or two weeks ago, we spoke about how Voss was banging on about uh, we're going to get our defense right. We're going to get our defense right. We're going to get our defense right. And everyone sort of laughed at that because we're only kicking 40 points a game, 50 points a game. We're going, well, what about our offense? And obviously, he wanted to build off the back of that. And we spoke about this last week, and we're now seeing what he meant, what that, that meant was by getting our turnover game right, by getting our structures right behind the ball, we can propel forward and we can kick bigger scores and we can catch the opposition out. We can get into better positions. We're seeing all of this every single week now. Um, so that firstly, it's been good to see that they stuck to their guns structurally and philosophically through that tough period to go, no, this is how we're going to play. You're either on board or you're not. And then to the second point and how that ties in is on the weekend, there were probably six players there, Dan Jules, that we were naming throughout the game that in the first half of the season, they were in the side and you're thinking executionally, they may have been the problem. And I think pre-game we said, we're going to see today whether or not personnel was the issue or whether it was structure more so and obviously both needed um some tweaking but where was that more so coming from and i think i, I don't want to be harsh but even on the likes of like an ollie hollands uh Lockie cowan you saw that their decision making in being able to move the ball the way that we have been moving it they burned it a lot of time so th- those types of players that came back in this week especially in the second half you know patty dow got in and under got to work but executionally in the way that he was trying to to move the ball forward it looked different personally for them and and what I felt I was seeing anyway than what you've seen from some other players across the last few weeks. So I don't know. I'm kind of with, with Dan on his last point there where I think it is personnel like to, to, to a large degree at this point in terms of what's been that, that catalyst for change. Yeah. I think it also helps when you've got the likes of Martin and, and Cunners off the half forward as well, just in terms of their positioning, defensively across the half forward and obviously, you know, going back into defense and supporting and then being able to catapult themselves forward as well. Um, and obviously you can see their class with ball in hand. Um, yeah. I think that helps as well. What about you, mate? What about you, Brad? What have you, what um, have you seen that's been, that's been that, that, that turning point? Yeah. Just in terms of that, like what we're discussing. And I feel like, like last year it was just straight out blocks, like all offensive and, not really that defensive game. And then now we started the season like really too defensively and kind of forgot about that offensively game and not like um, going to a one wood of the like stoppages and etc. But now I feel like we might have like now we're starting to find that balance because of like of how much offense we did last year. So we know how to do it. It was just kind of blending it with our defensive game because I feel like with weedering down there and Doc like going in there sometimes, I feel like that our defensive game was never a problem, to be honest. 
it was just that defensive and just like merging them together. And I feel like now it's kind of slowly like kind of like now we're kind of seeing it now. For sure. For sure. Yeah, rather than uh, the start of the season where it was more just defensive. No, it's a good take. Yeah, yeah it is. It's definitely clicked. That's a yeah. great take. I've got a couple of questions. Firstly, prediction for Collingwood on Friday, margin. Um, it'll be pretty close. Like, I think it, we'll definitely bring it to them considering the last couple of weeks we've had. Um, but I think in order for us to, like, uh, have any chance, I think we have to make the most of our opportunities in terms of scoring because, yeah, like, you have to go with them the whole game. You can't give them a sniff. And we know even if they're three-quarter three, three quarter time, they could be like 400 points up and they still yeah. win. So we have to go to them to the end and, we like, we have to make the most of our opportunities, like, till the end of the, like, the, end of the game. For sure. Last one from me. You've listened from episode one. You got a you got a moment favorite moment for us that sticks in your mind. <laughs> um, I know I was hyping you up like heaps earlier, but mate, you have to fix up your your fucking internet connection. You know. There we go. I I it was just the host of the show. Come on, like can't come happen. on, man. Like, and he talks about accountability, doesn't he? A man. lot. That, that was the. That, it was, and it, it was, it was no, dragging out too many weeks, you know. But um, oh, how's the slime going anyway? Good. I had some today, actually, in, in a roll with uh, some mozzarella. It? it was very, very nice. Very it's nice. Yeah. Uh, no, you, look, it was a bad patch for me. But like like the club, I had to turn it around. Stuck with it. Stuck to my guns. Stuck to my structures. And we're here. So we're good. Uh, Brad, it has been a pleasure, mate. And I think on behalf of the three of us, I just want to thank you and anyone else that's been listening to us for as long as what you have as well. Um, you know, not that we do this for the listens or the views, but it is nice to to speak to, to someone like yourself. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it, mate. Yeah, too easy, boys. Um, but, yeah, you've definitely uh, provided a really, like, good analysis over the, um, the journey of your podcast, like, like a realistic um, analysis of the game and uh, like it's just a good review like of course like all of the blue abroad content and all as, as well but just that extra opinion rather than you know Terry all the time or Dan you know but um, no it's been good appreciate yeah, it mate maybe Thanks, hopefully we'll catch you hopefully we'll catch you the game uh, across the next uh, five weeks if, you, if you're around send us a message uh, and we'll, uh, we'll try and grab a beer yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much there every weekend, so. Beautiful. We'll That's talk cool to you man. soon. Uh, see you, boys. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. How's that? Day one. It's good. That's unreal. How crazy is it seeing that? I didn't think day one listeners existed, but that is fantastic. Like that's that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you are, if you do want to get into the chat, we're going to be doing this for another probably ten or fifteen minutes. The the streamyard link has been pinned. To the top of the YouTube live chat, we've got one guest here ready to go. He's been on before, Pommy and Oz. Pommy, uh, here he is. Hey, how we doing? Hey, hey, this is rare. This I might not be the most talkative uh, <laughs> on the chat with you lot. Um, that's changed. I've got to say, um, if Terry's the dad, uh, I'm Uncle Pom. Uh, so, <laughs> hundred shows. Incredible work. I mean, seeing all of you grow before my very eyes. Got Jules. 
I mean, the first season, the twat never wanted to be here. He just lived in Spain and <laughs> did whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, he was almost like Jack Martin, just showed up whenever he wanted, then pissed off. So Pretty much. Always, always had to be replaced by some guy you've never seen before, but always <laughs> another time in the team. Dan, I mean, Dan, tell you what, Dan, if Dan is a member of the Carlton Football Club, if Jules is Jack Martin, Dan is Nick Newman, right? Whoa. He, he, he came in. Everyone was like, who the hell's this guy? But because leadership lets him down with internet connection, he steps up and be, be a leader, the consistent performer. He might not be everyone's favourite, but I'll tell you what, if he wasn't here, the show doesn't go on. And that doesn't. leaves us with the guy... I'm, just, I'm eager to hear this one. Hey, the guy that we're all here, right? Right. He, 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 is, our, he is the show's Patrick Cripps, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? I'll when it goes that. well, he gets all the credit. Everyone forgets the bad games because he'll have that little moment where he flexes his biceps and says, the Blues are back, baby! But, <laughs> and, and you forget the 10 turnovers and, do you know what I mean, the four kicks straight out of bounds. It's but it's his team. But we always forget Nick Newman made all them tackles. Jack Martin snagged late on. He'll, he'll lift the trophy, but honestly, seeing you guys develop from just three guys with a rapport to where you are now, professional show, I can tell you, people call me the king of waffle. It fucking isn't easy waffling, I tell you. And to do it a hundred times, week in, week out, when you're crying, you want to punch a cat, you're questioning <laughs> everything, but you come and you chat. Absolute bravo, guys. And anyone who does this, whether you've done one show or a hundred, amazing work, boys. Pleasure Thank to be you, on Mommy. for a hundred. Cheers, Mommy. Appreciate Mate, it. Mate, that's that's uh that's that's very good. I would I would say you hadn't rehearsed that, but I know you did. And that was uh that's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh very, very good summarizing of uh, of the three of us, I think. A few in the comments definitely agree. Pommy, uh the analytical king of this community and of this blue broad channel uh look i just i'm gonna ask you straight what's what is it that has changed like we've asked it a few times to a few people tonight but in your honest opinion your analytical lens that you've had what changed to get us to where we are not analytical it's the mathesons ever, ever since pom said fuck the mathesons we haven't lost a game it's true had a few had a few death threats from old Carlton, but we're winning. Um, nah, serious. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think from an analytical point of view, not much has changed apart from what you would expect from a side that's winning. So you, you're shooting up to scores around stoppage and clearance, which is normal if you're a good side. Your conversion rate inside fifty goes up. That's what happens when you win. Your transition scores get better because your pressure gets better. So they're kicking from further away. It's easier to intercept as opposed to it being a deep entry. It's shallow and you can hurt them. We're going deeper. It's harder to hurt us. I do think it's things that stats don't tell you about. So little things I picked up on my review um, last week. Jack Martin not doing what Jack Joth, Jesse Motlop was guilty of. And that's when Jake Sinclair came out against St. Kilda. Three players went to Sinclair. He had the handball over the top, one, two. He's out through Carlton's defence. He can kick wherever he wants. Now players are trusting each other to say, all right, Motlop's going to make that tackle. I'm going to take the short option. I trust mm. you. 
then it transcends. You look at Jacob Wheater against Essendon. I watched that game, and everyone after this show, go and watch the Essendon game. It's banterville. Because if you were told that was Cow in 2015, and we've drafted all these boys, and then last week was five years later, you'd believe it because they mm. look the same, different players. Yeah. So Jacob Wheatering is a great example against Essendon, has seven kicks that were intercepts, and he takes 20 seconds on average to kick it. Now he's bang, straight in the guts. Bang, players are running ahead of him. So it's a total mm. buy-in. And we talk about Nick Newman. The, the guy we should talk about is Cripps. I think 200% Cripps has been the, our best player because now he's leaving players. Even last week, he, he left Dow to do some on-ball work. Didn't mm. help him. He ran on and said, it's all right, Dowie, when you win the ball, you hit me. Chera, mm. you, hit the, you win the ball, I'm here, mate. He's becoming the Trent Cochin of 2017 Richmond, where he's now saying, Dustin Martin's my boy. Presti is my boy. This guy's my boy. Dan Butler can do it. He's starting to believe. And I thought the best player probably I saw this week who won't get the kudos was Patrick Cripps in the box. Seeing his reactions to everything Carlton did. There was that moment where Chincotta bumped a player and it snapped a Cripper in the box. And Cripper's got his teeth gritted. That's mm. a captain who loves his boys, who trusts his team. And you know what? Fair play. The boys have turned it around. Probably the best turnaround I have ever seen in sport in five weeks because fuck knows what they were doing five weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. It's it's just... it's. Go, Dan. No, no. no. You, you, you're spot on there. Um, and that's what we're obviously wanting to to see. So what's your what's your what's your thoughts going into Friday? Pommy, where, where you're at? Can we, can we, can we do this? Like realistically looking at, looking at the patterns, looking at the trends, looking at everything that you look at and the amount of knowledge that you generate throughout a week, can this actually be done on Friday with what we're about yeah. to roll out? The only and way we beat who's is, in, it, it's the last in. Five, sorry. Yeah. And knowing like who's potentially going to be in or out. I think Walsh will be 50-50. Um, reading body language, JSOS looked like he, he wanted to cry, which alerts yeah, me to it felt bad. Sam Walsh looked peppy, so I can't imagine Walsh. It's more than a week because he looked happy, and I'd imagine Walsh would have been borderline listening to the Smiths if you told him it was two weeks. So. <laughs> oh, I wanted to give the guy oh, a cuddle. Oh, okay. I wanted to give him a cuddle. Jesse Motlop looked like he was going to cry. So I think he is out. I think he is definitely gone because he looked heartbroken. Um, We've got to look at Port. You've got to look at Essendon and Brisbane uh, of the model of the teams that have either beaten them or made it hard. Essendon nailed it. It was tough around the ball. They made Collingwood earn it. And Collingwood are the masters of the give and go. That's... People give Nick Dacos flack. He doesn't get contested possessions. Hard to get contested possessions when the ground opens up for you. Do you know what I mean? What, what mm. do you want Nick Dacos to do? Find people to get contested mm. possessions. So Carlton have got to go out and play the football they have done the last four weeks, which is brave. It's living by your sword and dying by it. And knowing that if you play this game style against Collingwood, you can lose by 90. They, they've got to go in and say... yeah. We come off this ground, we lose by 100, right? We lose by 100. 
worst case, but we're going to play this way. This is our brand. We listen to Voss. He says our brand, our identity. Our identity is we're going to be tough at the contest. We're going to be hard. And you know what? We're going to take the corridor on. We're going to take you on, mano a mano. And the only way out and win that, and I really believe that game style is the only game style in the league that can beat Collingwood. If you go up tit for tat like Port did, you will eventually get found out because Collingwood have got big bows. You've got to go in there and say my bows are real and bigger, and that's how <laughs> we play. So I want to say I don't, I don't, I don't care if Walsh is out, don't care if Cripps is out. The way the boys are playing at the moment is a team. And if I was Collingwood, this is one game I don't want this week. You don't mm. want to play Carlton now when they're up and about. You want to play yeah. them maybe when they drop a game. Spot on. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I'm not as optimistic as what I was maybe last week prior to all these injuries. I think uh, I had us genuinely penciled in for a, a win on Friday prior to, prior to the West Coast game. But still optimistic, just a bit nervous now. A little bit more nervous than what I probably was. But, you know... You're right. As long as we play our way, win, lose, or draw, uh, at least we can come off and hold our head high. And I think that's that's what that's that's the perspective we need to keep as fans now. Is if if we see a brand that we can identify with, whether it's win, lose, or draw, at that point just meant the other team was better on the day, and that's it. Amen. And you, do you know what I mean, I, I look at it this way: two weeks ago, people weren't giving us a prayer against Port. Mm. Like they were giving us a prayer. They were like a wing and a prayer, it was. I remember me and Lake Dog doing our show and we both guaranteed the win like we often do. And people, most people thought we were crazy. We'd, mm. we'd been drinking something, which we might have been. We, we occasionally do on a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and then last week, people were going danger game because of Richmond. Because, and I was like, Richmond were borderline banter mm. against Eagles and still won. I will say this, and this is my honest call, and you can clip this. Whoever wins on Saturday, on Friday, wins the flag. Because the psychology of Carlton winning against Port, who were the Premiership elect, and then Collingwood, them tickets are huge in a final when you know you can do it. And mm. Collingwood won't lose another game if we beat them. They won't lose another game until finals. They'll yeah. waltz through it. So that psychological edge is huge. Port Adelaide, I think a part of them died playing us because we tore them apart. So they know depth ain't their thing. And you need depth in the finals. It's a proven fact. You need your depth. I reckon that that motivation, I, I could honestly see, and this isn't me Kool-Aiding it, the best sides win flags when they hit their straps the last eight weeks of the season. Carlton True. aren't hitting their straps the last eight weeks of the season. We've taken the straps, we've broken them, we're flying. They beat mm. Collingwood. Fuck me, look out September. Because I I'm backers against yeah. anyone. Agree with that, Pommy. 100%, mate. Agree with you. That's mm. when my lid's coming off in the biggest way. So, so you reckon it's out, got mate. a bit of a Western Bulldogs 2016 about it? <clears throat> Reminds me of 2017 Richmond. Do you remember that they had that 100-point mauling versus the Saints? They, and, and everyone was like, oh, they're cooked. Dimmers sack him. It's classic Ninthman. And then they, I think it was Fremantle. They absolutely decimated. Like they played them off the park. And there was some kind, something happened to that team. And that reminds of, of us against Gold Coast. It was 50-50 in that first quarter. And then something clicked in the Blues. I don't know what it was, but they mm. were fumbly in that first quarter. They looked like the weight of the world was on. Then they got that goal late on and something happened. 
it was almost like the last eight weeks didn't happen. And mm. every week you've seen so much so, we put the cue in the rack at halftime when them injuries were. And there's a lot of idiots on Twitter at the moment going, should have gone harder, should have gone harder. It was 82 points we needed to score in that second half, more than them, to beat Geelong. Imagine yeah. if we had four or five more injuries, right? Yeah. The season would have been over. Cowton did the right thing, cue on the rack, goal for goal. And it was a piss take that second half. Like if that was the if I was the Eagles, I'd retire. Because that second <laughs> half is the worst second half of football I've ever seen. Like Cowton, we turned it on for five minutes and kicked three goals just to shut the game out. So I, I really do believe that I don't think Cripps is hurt at all. I genuinely think we're into headspace and Port Adelaide are famous for revealing fake injury reports. And that was under Voss's time. I don't think Cripps, Cripps did not look a man. He was so destroyed. He looked like he was ready. Chera has been our best player all year. What a week to bring him back. Chera will be looking at that Collingwood midfield week off and going, fuck me, I'm going to go full Francesco Totti on these melts. <laughs> that's true. Hey, what a referee! I hope you're right. I honestly hope you're right. That's a, that. I am going to clip that for our uh, our preview on socials tomorrow because that I want that to be out there. Because if you're right, you deserve all the plaudits. To to be fair, and I think I think the the comparison to Richmond 2017 is the best comparison to make right now. If if we can keep the momentum rolling, and if especially we can get this win against Collingwood. I think we've got I watched Melbourne today. They weren't that they weren't super impressive. I think we've genuinely got them covered in a few weeks. The Saints have cooked. Um we should beat the Gold Coast and GWS really, you know, they're on a roll but down here at Marvel we should we should have them covered. So I don't know. Like you're right. From 5 weeks ago where it looked like we might only win one game of our last 9, now all of a sudden it's like we might only lose one, you know, and it's just that's that's what this momentum does. This is what peaking at the right time does for the psyche of a football club. And hopefully, hopefully, all we can say is hopefully now we are. At, hopefully, it's our time because there's there's no there's no ceiling here for this for this team and what they can do for the rest of the season. It, it feels like belief's a dangerous thing. Do you know what I mean? But, but belief makes you get down on one knee to one woman and end up having kids, happy life. Takes balls. Sometimes just having belief in yourself. And I remember listening to Mr. Edwards, the uh, Richmond guy who hates us. I remember him at the R Ringwood RSL uh, Legends of Footy thing. I was there just to heckle him and get pissed. I've never liked that prick. But I remember him saying one thing, saying that 2016 Richmond was no different to 2017 Richmond, was no different to 2018 Richmond or 2019 Richmond. It was the same Richmond. The difference was that something happened in 2017 that made them realise that they could either be safe and be at ninth or risk being 18th and being the best. Mm -hmm. And he said that once it sunk into the players that... I remember Edward saying him overlapping McIntosh out wide was actually better defensively than him slinging back and protecting McIntosh. It was actually safer on transition and everything because it was brave and that was how they were playing... He said, once that got through to everyone's heads, they learned that this dangerous system everyone was saying was the most attacking system was actually the safest system. It was mm. only dangerous when they didn't commit. And mm. that was something they learned in 2018 and 2019 
to be able to commit and defend at the same time, not go hell for Mary, but they had to be dangerous first. Had to be dangerous first to learn that control. And I think that's probably what we've always lacked. And I'll say this, Voss is the only coach who has had the highs, the lows, and the rebuild. We Mm. sack a coach, usually at the low. So he has the high. Remember Teague had the high 2019. He had the dip 2020. We couldn't wait to get rid of him 2021. Bolton, Mm. he had the 2016 high. Oh, fucking hell, Carlton have won five or six games. This is crazy with this team. Then the low came. The manic law, he never got the chance of redemption. Voss, ironically, has done that in 12 months. It's and crazy. He, he's bearing <laughs> yeah. the fruits now because he knows we can be naked down Ligon Street. Willie's out, chugging beer, singing <laughs> Vossies at the wheel. He also knows we can be <laughs> spitting on him after a loss to our rivals. But he also knows we'll turn up in droves, win, yeah. lose or drop. So Vossi knows now that these players, that they're in it together. This is their last chance. I love this group. Vossi, he gets sacked. He ain't working at Coles Football Club, right? Cripps will never win a flag if he doesn't do it with us. And if he doesn't do it with us, he'll have to do it for dirt cheap somewhere else. Mm. They're all linked now. They're in it together. We're in it with them. Look at you, Melts. You've done 100 podcasts on the worst night of the fucking week. <laughs> we are in this, baby. Collingwood. <laughs> True. Collingwood. I hate I hate Collingwood so much. Their best social me- media superstar is the same size as my son. Oh, my son's tough. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? There is no one at Collingwood you like at all. Nothing about oh. the club. You know when people say, oh, they've got a really good brand? Fuck them. Yeah, I like agree. our brand. It's ugly. It's hard-edged. It's it's true. It's true. Look, if you needed a pump-up tonight, usually me, Dan, or Jules do it for you, but I'm glad we got Pommy on to finish this off because uh, that was... Uh, that was... Giving me yeah. pump. I, I'm going into Friday now thinking that we're going to win the flag, let alone beat Collingwood. I'm telling you now. That's after that a, one. Mate, I, lid is... I, I've burnt the lid already. I, I'm going to have to <laughs> gaffer-tape the lid. If, if we lose, Bobby. heaven forbid, I'm gaffer-taping the lid. It's That's going to be my lid. But, mate, this is it, man. This is what dreams are made of. We beat Collingwood. It's a lock to be in the eight. Or it, I already think it's a lock because St. Kilda, they're yeah. cooked. St. Kilda are yeah, like mate. my ex-girlfriend. Completely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Going down fast, right? Do you know what I mean? We are fine. But imagine, imagine doing this show next week. Carlton beat Collingwood by 25. Imagine oh. the vibes. Come with me to oh, that place. It'd be, oh, it'd be insane. It'd be insane. It would. It would. It really would. I, 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 couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine how, what we're going to say if that's the case. Honestly. Honestly. Tommy. Terry, Monday it, on, show. I'm not wearing clothes if we beat Collingwood. I, I will be yeah, sat think... here, start bollock fucking naked. Yeah, I'll probably go to work without clothes if we beat Collingwood by 25 on Friday. Pom, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on tonight. We do appreciate it. Uh, now, I, I don't have to direct anyone to your YouTube channel because you're way bigger than what we are. But if you haven't subscribed to Pommy, if you haven't seen Pommy stuff, Pommy and I was on YouTube uh, every other night, really. We've done 100 episodes. He's done about 1,000. So you got plenty of content there from Pommy. Pom, Good to see you, mate. We'll catch up soon. 
And uh, thanks, mate. Legend. Thank you. Absolute Appreciate legend. it. Love you all. Let's go. Let's kick them. <laughs> that one. If you ever, if you ever need a pump, far out, man. Genuine goosebumps. How sensational. That's fantastic. Uh, boys, it's been a it's been a fantastic night. We've had some great guests on. We've had plenty of interaction in the comments. Any final words from either of you? I think we leave it on what Poms. I think let let's go. Let's get them. Let's get them on Friday, boys. It's a big game, isn't it? It's huge. It's huge. Dan, you don't have a you don't have a segment this week. You got something? Yeah, I do. Keep calm. Count to ten. One, two, three. Nine, ten. Not happy, Jen. Not happy. The Collingwood Football Club. Once again, they scrape and they get a result in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Boys, it's fucked me off. For the last time. I'm sick of seeing the... Nah, 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 boys. We're, we're finishing the show with this. I'm sick of seeing this fucking piece of shit of a club. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else, but <laughs> don't say what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Come back and win. I'm sick of seeing them on the top of the ladder. We have the biggest opportunity to absolutely take them down. And we're going to take them down. That is my segment for this week. The Collingwood Football Club. I'm over. I'm sick of seeing them where they are. We're going to bring them back, not just one level, 20 levels on Friday. Boys, let's go. Let's go. Jules, are you, you're, you're, you're very much more level-headed than both of us at the, at the best of times. Are you, are you there now? Are you thinking, are you, are you on the same wavelength as us? Short answer, no. Uh, do I think do I do do I think we can win? Of course, I can think we're win. I think um, to be fair, I think it, most of it's in our hands. I think if we apply ourselves yeah. to where we have, um, obviously, particularly the last five weeks, obviously with a few added additions, I think it's there for the taking. I think them having a difficult game as well, um, the travel. Um, I know they do like the G, but so do we. Um, it's just whether or not we're going to be able to live up to the expectations of Friday night footy against our arch rivals. And um, do I think we can? Do I think we'll live up to it? Yes. Whether do we get the result? We'll find out Friday night. It's just going to be, it's so big. It's just, it's so much bigger than what any of us thought it was going to be. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this when we get to Friday, to be honest. <clears throat> I just want it to be three, four o'clock Friday, Arvo. Just knowing, because yeah. I don't know how I'm going to switch off about the game over the course of the week. I just want it to be there. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I just can't wait to arrive to the G. Just the walk's going to be like something else. Well, we, we finished, we were midway through the West Coast game and I'm saying I'm itching for team selection. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, so that's how much it means to all of us. But boys, like like I said, this this game here, Pom, you know what? Pommy summed it up. Just listen to Pommy's Pommy's rant on um on how big this is. That was all time, all time from Pom. And hopefully, like he said, hopefully we're doing this next Sunday. 
after a win. Because if we are talk about the lid coming off, I know we, even Jules, Jules, Jules will get his drawer out on camera too. I could tell you for a fact. We won't be. Hey, Joe, Jules, we won't be wearing Vortep gear. <laughs> everyone that joined us tonight, everyone that's joined us across 100 episodes so far, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much. We're only just getting started here. Until next week and until episode 101 and the first episode of the next 100, up the baggers, man. Can the baggers. Can the baggers.